I'm so thankful, as Gino said, for the reckless love of God that doesn't make sense sometimes, that he would be willing to send his own son to give his life so that we could be restored to him. And we're so glad that you're here this morning. If it's your first time with us, my name is Cynthia. I'm one of the staff here at Hilton and Island Community Church. And we have the unique privilege today of doing something that we get to do about four or five times a year. And that is just take some time and take an entire service to come around the Lord's table and to focus on the beauty of the cross. You know, Jesus gave us two ordinances as a church, uh, baptism being the first that we practiced a few weeks ago here as about 18 people uh, went down to Caligny Beach on a Wednesday night and followed Jesus in believer's baptism. And today we get to, to do the second, and that is to take time to focus our hearts and minds on the bread, uh, which represents the body that was broken for us, Jesus, and then the cup that represents his blood that was shed for us. And part of the uh, coming around the table, there's a responsibility that we each have to coming to the table. This morning, if, if you're vacationing with us or you've never maybe been in a service like this where we are going to take the bread and the cup as a symbol, um, just want to let you know that communion is open. The table is open to everyone today, whether you attend this church or not. All we ask is that you've made that decision to place your faith and hope in Christ, in Christ alone, as your way to heaven. And this morning in your worship folder, you can find something there on the inside that walks you through how to become a Christ follower. And so we encourage you to do that. If you've never taken that step and placed your faith and hope in Christ, just accept that free gift this morning. His love is reckless. His love makes no sense. And he loves us with an everlasting love. And for those of us that are Christ followers that have made that decision, today's a day of thanksgiving for us. You know, the word Eucharist actually means thanksgiving. And it's a time for us to be thankful and to express our thanks back to God for his gift of Jesus as we take the bread and the cup. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians, um, in his letter to the church at Corinth, um, in chapter 11, was talking with them about kind of their behavior. Um, and even back in the first church, sometimes they all didn't get along. Yes, that can happen sometimes in church. And uh, some of the things that they were doing, and he was, you know, counseling them, and he was encouraging them and pastoring them. And in this chapter, he actually speaks specifically about when you come around the Lord's table and how to prepare yourself. Uh, you can follow along on the screens as I read uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 27 and 28. And this is Paul speaking. He says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. And we want to give you the opportunity this morning to do that. The time of self-examination, um, to just take a deep breath, as I say, and breathe in and breathe out. And just take a pause in our lives to just evaluate where we are in our walk with God, whether it's our first step in the journey or maybe we've known Jesus for many years and we haven't taken that time in a really long time to just be with him and to talk to him and commune with him. Even the psalmist David saw that this was important. Um, he said this in Psalm uh, 138, which is, I'm sorry, 139, which is one of my favorite psalms that David wrote. He said this toward the end of the chapter, and it was his call to God to do this in his life. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And so as Gino comes up for a little bit here, we're just going to give you some time to just kind of do that. 
And maybe it's a fractured relationship that it's something that you know that you need to talk to God about. Maybe it's an unconfessed sin. Maybe you just haven't had a chance to spend some quiet time with God. That is legitimate. In the crazy of this week of 4th of July and craziness and chaos sometimes, we forget the importance of just communing and talking to God and just laying it all out there and being authentic and real. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to do that over the next few moments. And then we're going to give you a chance to uh, physically respond to communion today. So what we're going to do is Justin, our student pastor, is going to lead us through the bread. And we're going to give you a chance to come up to the table on my right or my left, whichever is more convenient. And you're going to be offered uh, the bread to take at that time where you can go back to your seat. And you can just receive that on your own. And then uh, Pastor Scott is going to come, and he's going to lead us through a time of focusing on what the blood means for us. And we're going to ask you at that time to also come forward and take the cup and then to receive that on your own as you feel led. As Andrea and Gino and Chris lead us through times of worship and reflection. So let's just take some time. We have nowhere to be yet. It's early. (laughs) We have some time to just be with God. And I just encourage you to be in this space right now. Be fully present with the Lord. And just talk to Him. Commune with Him. Be with Him. And let's just take some time and do that right now. My name is Justin. I'm the student pastor here at the church, and I have the privilege this morning of inviting us to come and share together in the bread that represents the body of Christ. And so as we come up to the table this morning, it's, it's a time for us to recognize our dependence on the Lord 
and to physically see an example of how he sustains us day in and day out. But I also don't want us to miss that partaking in the Lord's Supper, especially for the early church, was a profoundly communal experience. It was a bit like coming together for family dinner, and it was a time where they made sure that their differences were reconciled and that one another were cared for and fed. Uh, And so I just encourage you this morning that as you examine yourselves and as you kind of reflect on your personal relationship with God, that you also uh, just reflect on those around you and the gift of the body of Christ and the form of the people around you and the church family that God's given you, whether that's that's here or if you're on vacation, if, it, if it's your church family back home, uh, just to, to recognize and be thankful for that gift uh, of the body of Christ in that form. So I just want to read uh, the recounting of the first time that the disciples got to gather together for this and then invite you to the table. It says in Matthew 26, 26, that as the disciples were eating, Jesus took bread And after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And so I invite you all this morning to come to the table and for you to take of the bread and to eat and to receive the gift of the body of Christ.
Church. My name is uh, Scott Mackay. I'm the Dalton Community Pastor, and it's a privilege for me also to be able to share in this uh, communion uh, experience with you today. Um, Jesus also commanded us to remember his blood, which was shed for you and for me for the forgiveness of sins. And it was it was it was uh, only in his perfect blood sacrifice that we were able to, our relationship was able to be restored to such a a righteous and perfect and just God, which if Jesus did not sacrifice himself, we would forever be separated from God. And we know this because it's true what Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but Uh, The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, in a moment, we're going to all participate in the second part of of our communion today. Um, It's it's important that um, the the second part is... is, uh, what we do is we take part in, in the drinking of grape juice from a small cup, which we believe uh, is a representation of Jesus' blood. As the grape juice represents well the blood of Jesus by the dark red color that it has, it also represents the blood well uh, by the way that the grapes are crushed in order for that dark red juice to be able to be spilled out from the grape, just as as the way that Jesus also was crushed and um, which constituted his blood being spilled out, his dark red blood to be spilled out from his body. To participate in communion, um, it it means that we are followers of Jesus Christ. And to follow him also means that we need to follow him in his death. And it's, it's only there that we can experience for ourselves what it means to be crushed. And it doesn't sound like, uh, that doesn't sound like something we, we would desire but it's, it's through that process that Jesus has to take us into for us to be able to really then experience 
true life, the life that he came to give us, the abundant life. And that's a life of power and of love and of, of, uh, of freedom. And so now before we come up, and I invite you to come up to, to take the cup, I want to just read uh, a few words that Jesus spoke to his disciples uh, at the Last Supper, which ended up being the First Communion. Um, and those words, you'll see those up on the screen. Uh, they come from the book of Matthew, and it's Matthew 26, uh, verses 27 and 28. Then he, Jesus, took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So as you feel led and as you're ready, well, we welcome you to come up to one of the two tables again and partake in drinking of the cup.
Good morning. My name is Chris McBride, and I am the Connection and Discipleship Director here at church, and I'm so humbled to be part of this service. Matthew 26, 30 reads, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. I think it's so appropriate that after Jesus served his disciples the first Lord's Supper, the first communion, that they ended it with a prayer or a psalm, um, a hymn, thanking God. And that's really what communion is about. And 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 58, tells us why we can be so thankful for Jesus and what he did. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I just want to take a few minutes to share with you why every time I take communion, my heart just overflows with thanksgiving. You see, when our son was a baby, he was diagnosed with leukemia, and he had a bone marrow transplant, and he looked like he was going to beat it, and then all of a sudden, he got really sick. He almost died. He was in so much pain, and I just couldn't take it, and I'd walked with the Lord for a long time, but I said, you know what, Lord, the closer I get to you, the more bad things happen, so I'm just going to put you on a shelf, and for four months, I didn't pay any attention to him. And then I finally came to the realization that even if my son died, and he didn't, that it wouldn't be as painful as not having that personal, intimate relationship with God every single day. And when I realized that, I just cried out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, just please forgive me. I'm so sorry. But it's just so hard to watch my son suffer. And in my spirit, I sense the Lord saying back to me, I know. I watched my son suffer and die, and I could have stopped it. And in that moment, I realized how great God's love is, not just for me, but for every single person. And earlier today, maybe you walked in the door and you didn't really have a relationship with Christ. And when Cynthia invited you earlier in the service to walk through and decide to follow Jesus, you did. And you now understand that victory. You have victory over death and will eternally be with God. If you made that decision this morning, I'll be in the back after the service and I'd love just to chat with you for a minute or two. For the rest of us, I hope that as we leave this place, we will just leave it knowing not just that God loves us so very, very much, but he also wants us to share that love with others. And I hope that we're just a light to the people that we encounter and that all that we do just brings God glory. Let's pray. Dear Father, we are so in awe of your great love for us. You are worthy of honor and praise and worship. Lord, we do worship you. And Father, we thank you that you um, are slow to anger and rich in love and that you cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. 
And the blood of Jesus covers every sin we could ever make, that we could never mess up so bad that we couldn't be in relationship with you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. And Lord, help us to live our lives in a way that brings you honor and glory. We love you and praise you in the powerful name of Jesus.